Welcome to another episode of Content Matters. My name is Alex Feliz here on a Saturday morning. I know the day this time with my good buddy, Sean McGuire. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, Alex? I am so surprised you know what day of the week it is. I feel like this is a first. One in a row. Don't get used to it. One. Um, we have one, a lot to cover today. One in a row. I love it. Yes. We got a lot to cover today. I'm in my new office, so I look terrible. I might sound terrible. I'm running off the hotspot on my phone because it's not done yet, but I really needed to get into an office. So I, uh, I've been living out of 600 square foot house with no office, no desk for six months, living off the coffee table hunched over. There's no way to work. So really excited about that. But you had a big week too. Yes. Just got done with uh, WealthCon, Ryan Pineda's WealthCon. Had some great speakers, uh, Sean Cannell, Ed Milet, uh Jen Gottlieb, Ryan, and uh, yeah, had some really good uh, takeaways I want to talk about. Um, first one, jumping up, I was researching it after Sean Cannell mentioned it, but he was saying Goldman Sachs expects the creator economy to reach a half trillion dollars by 2023. And right now uh, they're saying globally, there's about 50 million people that are content creators and they expect it to grow at a 10 to 20 percent compound annual growth rate over the next five years. And I was surprised by that because, I mean, we know, we both know content's growing, but half trillion dollars by 2027 actually was the year, not 2023, by 2027. Naval Ravikant says, in the future, everyone will be part of the creator economy. I think this is, we're in a really interesting moment. You know, if you look at like what people are making and what people are buying, you know, the only thing they're buying is attention. Like if you live in America, right, your needs are met pretty with pretty low income. I mean, you could drive a nicer car and, and buy a bigger house, but like food, shelter, water doesn't cost that much. So... You can live light and just spend all your time on the internet, which is what people are going to probably start doing more and more, which means the people who make all of the valuable things are going to be creators on the internet. So it's coming. It's coming so big, which is why we're doing this podcast because content matters. Um, on that note, I think it's interesting that WealthCon is like it's WealthCon, but really those are all, those are all content folks. I mean, they're talking about money. Some of them, Sean's not talking about money. Not really. They're talking about making content. Ryan's popular because he makes content. Ed's popular because he makes content. I don't even know what business Ed's in, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, those I, are all, I know he has a podcast and owns some islands, but. Yeah. He's not, I, as far as I can tell, I don't know what he, I don't know what money, he's not, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, I don't know his content that well, so other people might, but like, I know him as a podcaster. So. Yeah. And, well, and I that's think the it's, other thing. It's like everyone who gets invited to go is creating content and that's why they're you know getting it's invited the, because that's how they get discovered content and exposure and attention and audience is the social it's it's the new economy like money is you can't even buy your way into that room if you had no audience you couldn't go like hey ryan i'll give you 50 grand can i go speak on stage i have no i don't use instagram he'd probably be like no nah, i'm good i don't i don't i don't need that uh, you know what i mean like the attention is worth more. It's quickly mm -hmm. becoming worth more than money. I have a buddy in Las Vegas, actually, who's a, um, he does okay financially, but he does really good on YouTube and he gets invited to rooms that are like way above his pay grade. And that's because, you know, the attention is worth more than the, than the dollar now. 
and it's gonna that's gonna continue the attention economy well yeah. so that yeah sean Canell's talk was great because he was talking he you know he showed if you haven't seen it yet you should look it up his first very youtube video where there's barely any backdrop didn't have any light he, w he had no enthusiasm and he's just showing people you know the journey of where he started to where he is and then he started to talk about you know where it's going and then also you know we don't fall to our goals we fall to our systems i think that might be a james clear quote but he was basically saying you got to create you know your routine with your systems and how you do things and then fine tune it so that you can keep doing it time over time like he's done for the last 10 years and i think their channel he showed a screenshot made about four hundred thousand dollars on just their youtube you know ads um and then plus they're doing brand deals and all sorts of things it's i know huge, they got yeah. multiple well they also sell their ways course, to make money. all sorts of stuff mm -hmm. uh, i got his course by the way i'm in the middle of taking it right now it's brilliant it's oh, nice. simple but it's effective you know it's like it's it's a really good system so um Sean Cannell is, he is just getting started and he's been doing it a while. So it's interesting. Like people think it's too late. I'm like, it is not started. Like you, some of these folks that are popular are just the early, super early adopters. But like right now is the moment. Yeah. That I reminds mean, me only... of, that, that brings up a topic I yeah. want to talk about, about freelancing, mm -hmm. maybe a little off topic, but right now folks that are like sort of, I'm a good example of somebody who I, I made good money as a freelancer, but then I, I took this this full-time gig for this one individual, which is, I know something you I've mentioned you want to do, but I think as the attention economy and the creator economy grows, I look at it more and more and I go, this could be a really big problem for people, you know, like Ryan, who, you know, what's going to happen if Justin Berry gets to, is gets really, really big. And it's like, he's not going to come work for you anymore. He's going to go do his own thing. Same thing with Brandon Turner. He's like, I just got too big. I'm not going to go be a creator for a brand. Well, the same thing's going to happen to the videographer. And the videographer in many times is the real creator. And so the videographer, the Sean McGuire, who goes and freelances and makes a hundred grand a year. And then somebody picks him up and they're like, Hey, we'll pay you 150 grand a year, but you got to work for us full time. And he does that for a little while, but on the side, he's still like creating for his own personal brand and his personal brand, his, his content takes off. And he's like, well, now I make 200 grand on YouTube. Why would I work for anybody else? Why would I take the W2? So I think there's going to be a real problem for, these entrepreneurs who are hiring full-time creators, the margin for what you can pay them that meets their talent, but is under what they're worth on their own is going to get smaller and smaller. For example, Hermosi just put out an ad for a YouTube editor, 60 grand a year. And I'm just like, I know what 60 grand a year for a video editor gets you. It's not world-class. It's good, but it's not world-class. And if you're a really, really good video editor, you can go online, you can teach people premiere. Right. Or you can just entertain them with your editing and make more. Sure. I mean, 60 grand a year is five grand a month. It's it's five. You know, you sell five editing courses for a thousand dollars a pop or 10 at 500. You know what I mean? Like it, it the, the, the creator economy is it's here. It's coming and it's going to get it's going to create some interesting uh, like dynamics. Yeah, no, it's interesting that you say that with the, the gap being closed as the the creators or the on-camera talent. Cause I look at like think media, for instance, with like Omar Altakori and some of the other people that are in, that are in their videos. Cause you know, they're popping because Sean Cannell gives them uh, opportunity to, you know, create the videos and go on the channel. And then that way, you know, I know Sean just had a second child so he can take kind of a, 
a back seat, so to speak, of having to be just the spokesperson. So it's cool in one end because you see them put other people on and they can grow their brand and they get an opportunity and exposure. But then, like you said, what happens when they can make more money on their own and their brand uh, grows and they're like, all right, you know, you're not paying me enough. I'm going to start my own thing now. Yeah, not just money, but, you know, alignment, right? If Omar's like, hey, it, it, it's money plus, I don't want to say culture, but money plus purpose. It sounds like, it seems like Sean and Omar are really well, like, dialed in on the same mission. But, man, you start getting people that are on different missions, right? It's like, hey, I really want to be a video editor. And, um, well, the nature of shorts trends have changed, and I don't really want to make that. And I can make more on doing it my way. And um, it, it's going to be a really interesting time where, Again, because it's inherently the creators are, are inherently artistic, and I think the entrepreneurs are inherently marketing. When those don't always match up, right? The only thing left is money, and the money is going to get harder. For it's going to get uh, the money is going to get far easier for good creatives. Even actually, uh, the Gary V has been saying this for ten years. He's like, even lousy creatives, right? Mediocre creatives, um, they're gonna you're gonna be able to make fifty, sixty grand, a hundred grand a year on the internet. Not that it's not that hard now. So, you know, getting hired to be a hundred thousand dollar a year employee is just not going to make much sense, especially if you're not aligned. If you are aligned, it's not going to make much sense. If you're misaligned, it's like, why? Yeah. Well, I think too, that then that, that kind of brings to the other thing that we've talked about where maybe the entrepreneur is going to give some of the rev share to the creator, the editor, the videographer to incentivize them to stay. So oh, that could be another... so like be part of the brand. Yeah, be part of the brand. You know, they don't want them to leave. Like you said, what happens if Justin Barry leaves Ryan? Well, what if Ryan offers Justin, hey, I'll give you X percent of the 100%. channel, or Hermosi gives Caleb X percent of the channel, and the that's channel keeps with, growing. That's what happened with yeah. um, like Daily Wire. Like, so I'm not saying that that's not going to happen, but I mean, we just saw it. You know, it's, it's the Daily Wire was Ben Shapiro, and now it's. Or it was Ben Shapiro, now it's the Daily Wire, and now it's like five or six people, but they're they're really, really well aligned. They all have ownership, right? Mm -hmm. And then they had that fallout with that guy, I forget who. Um I forget his name. But they had that fallout and they're like, I don't know what you're doing, but you know, he gave up a twenty five million dollar year contract. Um but it's gonna you know, I mean that's that's big potatoes, but small potatoes is gonna happen too. So yeah, I think you're gonna start seeing partnerships. I've been saying this for a long time. You're gonna start seeing partnerships in new ways because um, because of the, the creator economy. And it's like, dude, if I can create and get attention, it's going to be worth, um, people undervalue what that's worth right now, but soon they're going to be like, man, even small audiences are going to start being worth something if you can monetize them. Sure. Can you, you hear that? Doing, yeah, oh yeah. Can you, you guys doing some rehab over there? <laughs> no, hold on. Let me just go grab my cats playing on the bag. Hold on one second. <laughs> silly cat she has this thing with paper bags so every time we go to the grocery store we'll save one and then she'll make a little like nest out of it <laughs> um, um i was gonna ask you have you heard ed Milet talk before no no okay great no. great public speaker uses oh, yeah. full stage uses physical humor good voice inflection, even does kind of like the NLP thing where he'll snap. I noticed he snaps 
at all yeah. the kind of the sad parts where he really wants to drive home a certain talking point. Um, but one thing the, that he said, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, the, the, if I, I have a speaking engagement in December, and I really want to do more speaking, but the first one of the things I want to do if, if I get any more gigs is hire a coach. That's just one oh, of those sure. things where it's like, dude, practice. Get somebody, get somebody to help you out. Don't try to learn that in your own stage by stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I well, I know, I know Ryan hired a coach after, uh, I don't know when, but he's mentioned it publicly that he hired a speaking coach and wanted to become a better speaker and talked, he, you know, when he has his podcast, he uses that as an opportunity to ask people questions and things that he wants to learn. So he had Ed on his podcast recently, and he was saying that he was asking Ed, how can I be a better speaker? And so, you know, that's one of the advantages. I don't even know if we've talked about because we haven't had other guests yet until we get to episode 10, which this is nine. So we're almost there. But having other guests on, then that's an opportunity for us to build the relationship with them, ask them questions that other people might be wondering or even ourselves might be wondering. And uh, that's what Ryan did with Ed. And then he said he got some tips and tricks for, you know, how to be a better public speaker. Yeah. Uh, I've been podcasting for a long time. I've been podcasting before this. I did a podcast called the military millionaire. That was what? That's five years. I, I, I still, I still do it occasionally. That's five years of podcasting. The people you meet are incredible. Oh, wow. Um, and I actually, from that podcast, I joined a mastermind for military veterans called the war room and probably four of my closest friends, business partners, and mentors are in that group. So dude, just getting in rooms with folks. Uh, but this is another reason why, dude, that's why Vegas is so good. Like there's just so many conferences and conferences, uh, podcasting, like just, it's just networking, getting in front of these people. Uh, but if you have the audience, you know, you get a lot more leverage. You can get different people. Sure. Well, the yeah. thing that stood out to me that I liked with Ed's talk, he was saying, we are most qualified to help people who are going through the problems that we've gone through. And he uses the story of his dad. So his dad was an alcoholic. And then the person who helped his dad was also an alcoholic who, you know, became sober and was recovering. And then during the process of Ed's dad becoming sober, you know, he just kind of had the methodology of going to be sober for one more day. I'm going to be sober for one more day. And then he did that up until, you know, 35 years until his death. And so just like, that's why I think Ed's mantra is the power of one more. But oh, sure. he had this like really beautiful kind of full circle moment where it's like, if that other recovering alcoholic didn't help Ed's dad, that went to that impacted Ed. And then Ed went to been able to do everything that he's done and so it just kind of has the ripple effect where like if you really do help just one person you don't know what that person's going to do you don't know who they're going to help or impact and it could totally compound sure yeah that's and the then, biggest mistake that content creators make is they make it about them actually yeah, instead of making instead yeah. of trying to serve other people totally and then there's a really cool other kind of moment that uh, i wanted to share with you that happened so Ended up making friends with another videographer named Caleb. Shout out to Caleb if you're watching. I was telling him that we're we're doing this. Um, so he's talking. Uh, I could look it up on Instagram. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, so he's talking about how he he went to WealthCon. He was really on the fence if he wanted to go. His wife was like, "We gotta go. You should go." And then he goes, didn't really want to go to the, the networking event. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to four people. After exactly talking to four people, as he's leaving, he's going to the coffee shop. Ed Milet's there. 
And he's like, this is my chance. I got to talk to him. And he is really talking about, you know, just like the divine timing of if he talked to five people, he would have been there longer and he would have missed Ed at the coffee shop. If he talked to three people, he would have gone and left too early. But he talked to exactly four, goes and says, what's up, Ed? And then Ed says, hey, I got to run. Do you have a question? I only have a few minutes. And then he's like, no question. I just wanted to say hi. And then Ed's like, I got to go to the elevator. And then Caleb's like, well, should we walk and talk? And then he's like, sure. So then he literally, you know, gets in the elevator with Ed because he's just trying to, you know, be around Ed and talk to Ed. And Ed's like, where do you live? And and Caleb says, oh, I live in L.A. And he goes, what do you do? And he says, oh, I have a, a video production agency. And then Ed's like, interesting. My video guy just quit. Email my assistant. And just from the power of that one moment of saying hi, he emails the assistant. The assistant's like, hey, are you able to film the next day for Ed's talk? Caleb shows up to, you know, me, Justin, Austin, uh, Brandon, all the, the video crew filming for Ryan's like, hey, I'm here to film for Ed, but I don't have any cameras. So we lent him the cameras and then uh, he filmed and I'm sure he'll do great. His work was really nice. But it was really cool after the fact talking to him just because, you know, he had this beautiful moment of like, there's Ed, I got to say hi. And like, you just never know what could happen when you go to events like this, like the power of meeting people, like one person can really, you know, just change your life. One conversation. Do you go to many conferences? Uh, probably. I mean, for myself, like as an attendee, not as often as I go when I'm filming. Um, yeah. But Dude, I go to five conferences a year for that. I mean, okay. for that reason, dude, n networking, bro. Like, yeah, I bought all my real estate from uh, putting myself just shaking hands. Yeah. Wow. Shaking hands. I mean, you can call it divine. I don't really call it divine. I mean, I know maybe in the moment where my 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 three million dollar apartment building that I have in North Carolina, I got that because I went to a meetup one day and the guy's like, oh, Alex, aren't you buying in North Carolina? I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh, my broker buddy's here. And the guy's like. Hey, I got this deal, which happened to be the exact type of deal I was looking for. And I just bought it. Wow. But yeah, that shit happens all the time. You just gotta, it's the same thing as, dude, it's the same rule as content, which is why I don't understand why so many entrepreneurs are bad at it. It's like, go get a lot of reps. You don't make, you don't make the greatest shoes in the world by selling one. Sometimes you got to sell as many as you possibly can every single day. And then somebody comes along and they're like, Oh, hey, I own Walmart. Can I put your shoes in Walmart? You're like, yes. You know what I mean? You got to you got to put a ton of reps out there. Uh, and so networking is the same way because it's just it's just a people game. So I love that story. Uh, but that happens all the time, which is just it's the same thing as content. It's like, who's going to watch this show? Who's going to be on this show? Who's going to who am I going to press palms with? I mean, I got on the Bigger Pockets uh, podcast and uh, and early what well, seemed like late then, but now it seems early. Episode 300. 301 because I made friends with somebody on the internet who happened to work at BP. And then I met him in Las Vegas one day we had breakfast and she's like, you're great. I got to get you on that show. I got on that show. And now I'm here in Las Vegas. Uh, now I'm here in Maui working full time for Brandon Turner. So it's just about pressing a lot of palms, bro. Yeah. Well, I think too, I, everyone always has, at least in Ryan's community, he's, you know, Christian and will pray before each day. So everyone always thinks, you know, it's the, the higher level. I mean, I, it might not be divine timing. It's just getting in the reps, talking to the right people, getting in the right rooms. Well, I mean, uh, I'll speak to the, 
how do I say this? Am I, this is going to offend the Christians, but the, it'll offend the atheists too, right? It's semantics. You can call it divine timing. You can call it coincidence. I don't care what you call it, right? I know the rule is. The rule is press a lot of palms, Sure. right? The, the divine timing is not going to happen if he didn't go to the event and talk to anybody. So you yeah, got to go there, yeah, show exactly. up, right? And you know what? If it didn't happen... Right. If he didn't meet Ed Milet, he wouldn't have said, oh, it was divine timing. It wasn't the right moment. So. Oh. So I think you just got to like. I don't know. Uh, press a lot of palms. Sure. Talk to a lot of people. Talk to a lot of people. Uh, the, hey, the one I, other. Th- yeah, yeah good. Oh, no, I was going to say the, the one part that really kind of humanized Ed for me was the AV team had some technical difficulties. His little intro video wouldn't play. And so Pat Hilton, uh, MC, is like, all right, cue the video. And then the video doesn't play. It was like an awkward three or four seconds. And he's like, are we going to play it? Fuck the video. Ed, my, let. And then he came out and Ed's like, you know what? I'm happy the video didn't even play. It's kind of cheesy anyways. And it makes me look too cool. And I'm really not that cool. Honestly, guys, I'm insecure. I have a lot of self-doubt and I'm just like you. And I was just like, whoa, coming in strong. I love that because, you know, so many of the times the videos are so hype and it makes them look like like a god, you know, and to hear him just that's, be like, yeah, I'm glad it didn't even play. That's our gift, bro. Our gift is to make people look good. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do think, I mean, that's the problem with the Internet in general, right? Is everybody looks, you get the highlight reels. But the reality is, you know, everybody is insecure at times you know flawed normal boring everybody at home when nobody's looking is doing some stupid hobby or cheesy you know little habit that they have that only their husband or wife knows about and they're like you know i play my little i got a little game on my phone that i play you know here and there that's just it's the least productive thing i do and it's embarrassing, but nobody knows about it. And everybody has something that's embarrassing to them that nobody else knows about. So, yeah, uh, very it, vulnerability can be very humanizing because we are all vulnerable, and it's the thing that people show the least. All right, um, I want to talk to you about. Yeah. I want to talk to you about something. I I went on the internet this week and I was doom scrolling, and I was looking for creative inspiration, and I found a guy on YouTube that does a thing that I had never seen before. And in, what it looked like, it's, it's basically him going up to strangers with a chest-mounted POV GoPro, or maybe it might be a phone. And you just, you just see, right, the POV, and then he holds the camera up, right, holds the camera up, so you see this, okay? And then he takes a picture of a stranger, and then he posts the final, the, co- the picture, overlays the video. And so it's a, it's a horizontal, it's a, excuse me, it's a portrait video, like it's a cropped GoPro video. And then he clips in with the pictures of strangers, street photography. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's neat. I've never seen that before. I got, it's a, it's a 3 million subscribers on YouTube. That's Whoa. all he does. That's all he does. There's no long form video. Are you looking it up? Yeah. What's, what's his name or what's the channel? His name's Sem, Sem. Semkov, it's he's a uh, Semyon Reshikov, 3.47 million subscribers. Russian guy, it's street photography, speaks Russian, don't know, doesn't matter what he's saying, right? He just goes up to strangers, usually attractive women, uh, not creepy, yeah. just 
just not creepy, nothing like that. He just goes up to, um, we, we know women, attractive self. So he just goes up to people, right? You see a little BTS, takes a photo, and that's it. That's his entire channel. There's no long form. It's crazy to me. And I was like, I was like, bro, I already do this. I shoot pictures of people, not strangers, but candidates, right? And so I went on the internet and I bought a little, uh, I bought this little guy. They call it a necklace. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. And it just, right? And then it took me a little bit of, it took me a little bit of practice and you got to get the GoPro. You can't shoot like this. You can't shoot like this. You got to shoot straight in front of the GoPro, right? And so I just went out for the last it. probably four days and I've been shooting them. And the amount of people that have reached out to me, right? Because I just basically did my version of it. It's not exactly the same, but my version of it. And the amount of people that have reached out to me and they're like, Alex, this is the best thing I've ever seen you make. Really? And so then I found another guy that does it. Only one. I've only found one other guy that does it. He does street photography in NYC. It's almost the same thing. A little more dialogue. He goes up. He's like, hey, hey, can I show you? It's always uncomfortable, right? Shooting strangers is it's just uncomfortable. But anyways, 1.1 million subs on YouTube. 1.1 million subs on Instagram, like, and so I, for the first time in my content creating career, my friend, I feel like I'm going to hit a trend that is uniquely hyper geared designed for me. I'm like, this is, this is BTS people plus, that's great. You know, portraits. I'm like, I, I did it. I did three of them last night. Uh, it's like so easy for me. So, uh, I don't know, just sharing, you know, just I, I want you to see them online, but they're they're fun. That's your niche. How do you how do you spell Semyon? Oh, S E M. Find him. Y O N. Yeah. So for our Simeon. for our for our listeners, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Semyon Rechkov, and that's all it is. It's it's one minute little clips, but yeah, seven hundred thousand views, and I'm just like, I mean, they're attractive women. I mean, I'm not. I'm taking pictures of you know, Brandon and, and other folks. But for me, you know, I was like, man, I'm going to go to bigger pockets con and I'm going to make a hundred of these and just go up to people and be like, Hey, who are you? And the other thing is I was thinking is how can I make this valuable? Not just here's a picture of a stranger, but like, Hey, you know, what's your best money advice? What's your best real estate investing advice? Right? Like, why should you come to conferences? Like try to get some value out of them too. So it's not just like, here's a picture, but also like, here's some, like, you know, some, some invaluable advice. That's great. And then you'll get contact info from them because they'll say, hey, send me the picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm so bad about that. Are you bad about that? I, I almost it is like pulling teeth. It's got I feel so bad for my friends and like people who I just take pictures of along the way and like, can I get that picture. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I suppose I'm so disorganized. The problem is and this is what I learned, really, dude, this is so important. I make content for Alex. I take pictures of other people, but I make content for Alex. I don't care if I actually, 99% of what I make doesn't go on the internet. You know, it's just, um, it sits on my hard drive. It sits on my hard drive, you know? And so it's like pulling teeth, trying to get, trying to, trying to get me to give people content that I made about them. So, uh, getting their contact info feels like it would be complicated. However, this is a good segue. However, I hired my first virtual assistant yesterday. Nice. Yeah, so maybe uh, they'll help. I'll be like, hey, we'll get a, we'll find a way to organize out and just be like, okay, these people need these pictures. Totally, yeah. Just have them say their handle or their name in the video, and then once you have it edited, 
Oh yeah, what's yeah? Yes. That's a good one. What's your Instagram name? What's your Instagram handle? That's a good one. Yeah, I'm 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 okay. If if somebody reminds me enough, I'll give it to them. I did have an interesting like <laughs> in the middle of the conference at Ryan's. One of the attendees came up to me. I don't know if he didn't realize that I was working there or not, even though I have like a staff badge. But he's like, hey, can you uh, help us film like a quick little interview? Because like some people all the time are like filming reels or like short little interviews. Like, hey, I'm here with Alex. Tell me one piece of advice for content creator. And then you're like, oh, it doesn't matter what you have, iPhone or DSLR, just get one and go. It's like, all right, thanks. And then like that's the video. So I'm thinking it's something like that. And then I'm like, uh, sure, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, I'm going to do a 30-minute interview. And I'm like, dude, I'm working right now. I can't I can't step away for 30 minutes to help you. Do you have a problem saying no? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I generally like to help people if I can, um, especially if it's with something that I know I can do. So, but, but yeah, I, I probably have a, I probably have a hard time saying no. I like helping people too. But yeah, when I'm at a conference, I'm at Bigger Pockets conference, and I get, uh, uh, I'm going there next week, and I'm getting tons of people that reach out to me last minute. And they're like, Alex, can you while you're there, can you film me? And I'm like, No, no, I know, but. <laughs> You know, yeah, it is definitely it is definitely different in the moment, but um, uh, I'm just not I'm much more conflict oriented. So for me, it doesn't even it's not a question of I mean, I like helping people. I don't like saying no, but also it's not a problem. So I just always ask people that because I find myself to be on the outlier of like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. You know, like, yeah, especially too if you're there working, I'm like, first, you owe or not you owe, but like you are I'm paid by the people there. I'm I'm loyal to them today, you know, to the to create the to WealthCon. And then secondly, yeah. you know, the, you know, they do this thing where I'm, you know, in my head, I do this mental calculation. I'm like, you asked me to come work for you for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. I'm like, do you know what that actually costs? You know, do you know what? Not that I want to nickel and dime anybody, but I'm like, you just want me to come work for like, I'm here with all my gear. I'm working. And you just want me to come work for free. Like, do you know what you're actually asking me to do? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. No, for real. It, it was interesting. Uh, the same guy came up to me and asked me twice at two different times where I'm like, and then I was oh. just like, ah, oh, not right now. But yeah, I, I don't know. It made me want to because I know he he did like wholesales or something. So I wanted to be like, hey, will you find me a house and uh, just include me in on it for free? Like, does that sound cool? You know? Yeah, dude. I yeah, dude. I took um, I took some video of my buddy Cameron the other day on my Instagram. That's uh, just beautiful photo and videos of his kids at the beach. And he's like, dude, this is priceless. And I'm like, it's not priceless. It's probably worth one house. He's a, he's a, he flips a hundred houses a year. And I'm like, just next time you get one, you just gonna have to give it over to me. <laughs> Fair trade. All right, we're over time. We're over time. So I gotta ask you real quick, Sony or Canon? Sony all day, baby. Incorrect. Nice try though. Uh, I was, that was a close one that time. It was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> I had one other thing that we could talk about real quick, a minute or less. It was uh, interesting new news. I don't know if you saw it yet. Hit me. Meta plans to charge $14 a month to have a free, um, ad-free Instagram and Facebook feed. Of course. Yeah. So That was, that was always going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't sure when, but you know, I think well, it's just interesting. Well, we're seeing now. I'll tell you what's going to happen. 
when the next 10 years, what's going to happen is like, right, first it's get everybody hooked. It's drugs. Get everybody hooked. Right. Then charge them. But with the internet, it's, it's going to be different because it's everybody, what they're going to do. And you're seeing it now with like paid communities, paid masterminds, right? Ryan's got a paid mastermind. It's access. It's education, but a little bit, it's just access. So the internet's going to do the same thing. It's going to be $14. It's going to be a premium experience, but then also, you know, before too long, it'll be a hundred dollars a month, but you get to be around other people. It's kind of like Tinder plus like you pay, but it's like you're paying to meet more, you know, other people who pay. Right. And so the internet's yeah. going to go towards paid access and that's going to create a caste system in the United States on a sort of a soft level where it's like, you're poor, you can't afford the good internet. You can't afford access to the, to the people who can, and you get a, a split between rich and poor. Yeah. That's, that's what humanity yeah. has always done, by the way. Um, you know, the working class versus the elites. It's always done that. So the internet's just going to give it, um, it's just a new phase. Sure. Are you going to, would I, you do I it? I think it'll be, uh, maybe, I mean, I pay for YouTube red, so uh -huh. I can have no ads on YouTube. Do you pay for, and that's like uh, 10 bucks a month. Do you pay for meta, um, whatever it is verified? Oh, no, no. Yeah. Don't pay for the check mark. I pay for the check mark. I, mean, I just I... think you'll be, yeah. I pay you for the pay check for, mark. Do you like the check mark? Don't know, don't care. I think there's some, I think, I don't know. Don't know, don't care. Uh, there's something to be said about, again, it's, dude, it's simple. It's like, do you want to be part of the class of people who, when somebody looks like, oh, they can afford $15 a month to throw at, at, at Meta. It's like, are you stupid or do you just have so much money? Either way, uh, or, or are you, are you like, I don't say stupid. Are you, um, you know, are you just somebody who, you know, desperately wants to be blue check? Is it a status thing or do you just have so much money to throw away? And my sort of position is like, well, I want status and I can afford it. And I want to be seen as somebody who ha like is the status is just worth it to me and I can afford it. And the same thing for any time that they give you a status, I will probably pay for it because then the other people who have the status are like, oh, you're one of us. And that's just it. To me, like social dynamics are very simple. It's like there's haves, there's have not. The economy in the next 20 years, 30 years is going to split between more haves, more have nots. And a lot of that is going to be access. And so you can choose. You can say, oh, I'm not going to pay. And it's like, okay, fine. But you're going to be part of the, those who, who don't have. You're part of the have nots. So I'm always going to buy the status. Wow. Good. Yeah, that's a good, good breakdown of uh, the methodology behind that. Now, if it's just no ads, I won't buy. I probably won't buy that. I'll just watch the ads. Maybe. Depends on how bad they get. Yeah. I watch a lot of YouTube. I don't pay for YouTube Red, but I should just because I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah, no, same here. I, it, it was great for YouTube Red. And then also, like, you can close out YouTube and keep playing the video music. and music. Because um, I use YouTube, like, uh, it's like my podcasting, video, documentary. I use it for everything, but at least in the... Like regards to the meta and uh, Instagram, you know, with the ads, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see what the people who are running ads for their funnels, for their courses or products do. I mean, I think they'll probably use more UGC created content and send it to more people who already have audiences versus, you know, running the ads now. Yeah. People who run ads on Instagram. Yeah. That's going to change your dynamic because again, if you get the split where everybody who has a little bit of money is going to just 
pay to not see the ads, then all of your ads go to poor people. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Which is gonna have to change your product, you know? So, or you have to do what you said, which is become hyper good at organic. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll see an increase in organic and then there'll be more community building. And uh, yeah, I was just reading some notes on it. Yeah. More organic content and there'll be more opportunity for organic content and UGC creators. So very exciting times. All right. We're way over time. We got to be sure next time. time. All right, cool. We, but hey, we did it. Wasn't did perfect it, yeah. circumstances for you. It's you, never you, been perfect. You're, you're moving in and uh, we still did it. So kudos, kudos, my friend. Always yeah, good man. to see you. Yeah, have a good Saturday. I got my, uh, I got a big day. Cool, cool. Yeah, same here. I got to go, uh, go film this event. I'm filming, uh, Shaq is having a, a concert charity event thing. So I got to go film that. You're a beast. Yeah. All right, go. See ya later. All right, peace. Make sure your video uploads.